It's been a while since the diary's come about. Well, don't worry, because Brownie's here for something even better. This is Brownie's Big Red Book. Dino, so he tricked you. He tricked, tricked you, Sam. You've been oh. tricked, idiot. Oh, you're doubling down. Well done. Be careful, son. Yeah. We came off two weeks of holidays, or three, if you're a well-known comedian in this country of Asian oh, descent. Swan had a great time in Bali while I continued on my role as Clagger Brown, being the glue that holds my family together. Sure. Again, Chris and myself showed our community spirit by getting Marek from Rosanna on the phone to appeal to the listeners to help find his lost indoor pigeon. I tried to get to the bottom of how he escaped with great sincerity. Uh, thank you very much. It's, it's a white pigeon. It's a white pigeon with a little bit of grey on the wings and uh, that makes it look a little bit unusual but unfortunately apart from that there are, there are no markings. There are, he does not have a ring and there are... Uh, uh, but he's reasonably identifiable. There's no spoons so, around him. He didn't spoon his way out, did he? He didn't tunnel his way out. No. <laughs> Good stuff, Jonathan. What conversation with the next football player would be complete without a reference to Shawshank Redemption? Exactly right. We love that. <laughs> On Wednesday, the 18th exactly of July. Yeah. Wednesday, the 18th of July, a simple text to Swan about the pleasures, the pleasures of motorboating surfaced into our show. I was very much pro-motorboating. However, Swan, even with her ample chest, oh responded passionately in the negative. Yes. We were tired, so I had to go to the phones. <laughs> we had a few calls in the matter to solve the debate. There was cause for concern, though, when several calls agreed with Swan. However, Christine from Cranbourne restored my faith in humanity with the deciding vote. Christine from Cranbourne, what do you got for us? I uh, am not a boat owner, um, however, I'm in a club at Victorian Sub Aqua Group, so we're a group of private boat owners who go scuba diving. Yes. I do have a boat licence, yes. and uh, we take turns in driving the boat <clears throat> so that we can pick up our buddies from the water. You drive so, vigorously, Christine. I do. <laughs> I started so. off very gingerly, but yes. So, Christine, oh, I'm just going to get this on the record. Christine from Cranbourne, are you a fan of motorboating? I am, absolutely. Yes. And I love being the pilot. There we go. <laughs> Thank you, Melbourne. You have answered the question. Caller of the year. Unbelievable. I've never been proud of you. The way you handled that, that was magnificent. Christine from Cranman, you dirty bird. I hope she won't be talking to him over that. On the same day, another pro-motorboater, our esteemed anchor Dino, oh. was a strong contributor on a sensitive story about a female drug trafficker who ran into trouble trying to move some substances. So the idea to co- to traffic them is that you have them inside your inside body, you. so they can't detect them, mm. and then you and you just walk through customs. Them, you poo them out. Is that right? Well, exactly Into right. A, like I don't want to get gross, but uh, sieve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's something. <laughs> your face. I'll never forget it when I, you say sieve. I'd come too far. You're so genuine. Yeah, no, no, so I'm going genuine. for it. Or, I'm going to say sieve. Just the logic Is that all he had? <laughs> trying to separate the good stuff from the yeah, bad that, stuff. That's all he had. And then uh, off air, he, he went into uh, in-depth into the story about why the uh, drug tra- trafficker found some mischief and why she passed away. Yeah. Would have been great if he actually said it on air. Yeah. Anyway, on the Thursday, on Thursday the 19th, <laughs> I told a story about my great-uncle Les who lost his arms after being electrocuted while working on power lines. My enduring memory of him was his 
pincers on the end of his prosthetic arms that were the perfect size to hold a pony of beer. But Jesse from Caulfield topped my story. My great uncle, Beto, uh, back in the day, was running on a treadmill. I uh, got his leg caught in the conveyor belt, uh, got a pretty nasty cut and got infected, had to get his leg cut off. Uh, got a North Melbourne kangaroo's prosthetic leg to wear around, got the nickname Rui. Uh, and at family gatherings, I was pretty young, about uh, 10 or 11, and um, he used to... After a couple of beers, you used to pour, you know, beer, wine, anything into the cup of the top of the prosthetic leg and drink out of it. <laughs> Hang on, wait, we've got it. Shannon Knowles called us. He just wants to say, that's called a shoey for Rui. <laughs> it's a shoey for Rui. Yeah, Chip. Yeah, I'll give you misses. Well, right. On Friday the 20th of July, another surprise guest surprised us. This time, it was none other than the great Hugo Weaving. Wow. And I had to get my famous question away. Hugo Weaving, how do you remember your lines? I repeat them to myself again and again and again and again and again. Beautiful. He's a simple man. That voice. I can't believe I called him a simple man. I know. Sam's uh, still smarting over missing that surprise. That was a. Uh, what about the voice? What about his voice? Yes. So Amazing. It was. He was so handsome and yes. a lovely so man too. Yes. He's a nice Not guy. One of these stuck-up actors. Gorgeous guy. Yes, the hugely accomplished actor has a long list of memorable film credits, including The Matrix, Transformers, and Lord of the Rings. But may I offer you a tidbit? Whoa! Please. Contrary to popular belief, Hugo Weaving did not feature in the 1993 classic crime drama Bad Boy Bubby. No, that's... It was another actor with a striking resemblance in Nicholas Hope. Hope, who wrote a book that I've read. There you go. A very good book. Bad Boy Bubby. Kids, if there's one thing you want to do when you turn 18, get yourself a copy. Seminal. Oh, I don't know about that. (laughs) That's so messed up. (laughs) Sometimes we take things for granted. It could become quite blase. Don't watch Bad Boy Bubby. Never. Unless you really do your research. <laughs> Just because Uncle Jonathan Just recommend says it's good. everyone to watch Bad Boy Bubby. No, don't. Come on. Oh, no. Take it it's easy. It's an acquired taste. Sometimes we take things for granted and it can become quite blase about the fact that we work with an iconic Australian comedian. A household name, in fact. So it came as great surprise to us when Grant Crap, a household name himself after winning Love Island, was not aware of our own Sam Pang's body of work when he appeared on the same day as Hugo. Last question for me, Grant. Do you know oh, Sam Pang? Sorry? Do you know Sam Pang? We work with this comedian in yeah. Melbourne called Sam Pang. Nah, I don't, sorry. You've, you've never heard of Sam Pang? Sam Pang? Yeah. No, not, not, not that I can remember. He's on TV it's as well. Man, no. Sam Pang? Nah, mate, I don't, sorry. Do you, is, that, is that an offender guy? I don't yes. know, is it going to offend the guy yeah. that Grant Crap doesn't know who you are? Grant Crap it may not be you know, right in the wheelhouse of my of demographic, you know what I mean? For okay. People who, right. Yeah, you know. You're not, enough, you're not on enough mediums, mate. You're not big in Canberra. It's just, the, the, bigger, the bigger issue there is Grant Crap, the only guest we've ever paid. Just about to get to that. Unbelievably, Hugo Weaving, accomplished international movie star, star of The Matrix, appeared on our show for free. Yet Grant, the Sparky from Canberra, cost us a cool gorilla. Why would you H plus GST? Well, why would you? Why would you have authorised that, Swanee? Well, I didn't. The, the soup you cans recommended did. it. No, you I, asked. I, you asked soup yeah, cans we, for the money. Yeah. No, I didn't. We rolled the dice. 
No, I didn't. How it worked was I tried to get Grant crap on and they said, oh, it's $1,000 plus GST. And I said to Lizzie and Jack, oh, well, that'll be the story that we tried to get Grant, yeah. but it cost $1,000 plus GST. And I did that in the 6.30. And then... Uh, soup cans. And then soup cans. In his wisdom said, oh, bloody hell, just get him. <laughs> Green line. And we said, all right. Oh, there he is. Oh! There we go. Soup can. Do we answer? Right, absolutely. He wants this a is our boss, Soup Cans. On the hotline. I wonder if he's going to actually speak to me. Hello? He, uh, he says, I stand by it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Round two tomorrow. I'll finish up the Red Book of July. Bang! Chrissy, Sam and Brownie.